This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, October 27th, 2019. Harvest, study reaps truth. So as you can see from the video, it's important to know your Bible, amen? Amen. Amen. To study and know your Bible, that's what we're going to be talking about today, this morning as we conclude our series, Harvest. We reap what we sow. Uh, Three weeks ago, we considered how confession reaps freedom. Two weeks ago, we uh, looked at um, how prayer reaps intimacy with God. Last week, how gratitude reaps contentment. This morning, we're going to look at how study reaps truth. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before we get started, I want to acknowledge Anne. Where's Anne? Right there. Stand, okay, stay standing up. Anne's been a part of our church for quite a while, and she is transitioning um, up north and will be, she has a new job and gonna is relocating. And so it's our tradition at Connection to send people off when they go. So if you would just reach your hand toward Anne. And I'm going to pray. God, we thank you for Anne, for the energy, for the light that she has been in our church, for the way I remember um, her participation in getting this building ready so that we could open, and for the way that she has just been a big smile over the year. Lord, bless her immensely in her job, show her favor, and help her connect to a church so that she can continue to grow spiritually. We pray a blessing over her in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. And bless you and come back when you can. All right, let's get started. Let's get started. So the truth, it's an interesting word, truth often defined as that which is true or in accord with fact or reality or faithful to an original or a standard. So then the challenge becomes whose facts, whose reality are we using as the basis of truth? So let's face it, each of our realities is a little different. So does that mean truth is a variable depending on the person and their reality? Or is truth something that's not an individual thing, but more a collective agreement among the many? can get kind of complicated, can't it? Well, then we have the idea of relative truth versus absolute truth. So let's start with absolute truth. An example of absolute truth is that the temperature that causes water to boil, it's 212 degrees, right? Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. (laughs) Not 211, not 213, but 212. That's absolute. Now, on the other hand, relative truth depends on circumstance and personal experience or preference or feelings. For example, the idea of the temperature in this room. Tom, I see yourself fanning yourself. Now, some would say the temperature is perfect. And others are chilly right now. And others are cold and others are hot. Each one of us would have a different truth 
to the question like, what should we set the thermostat at? The challenge comes when we try to apply relative truth to something that should be absolute. Like when we consider what God says, who God is, and who we are in relationship to God. It's true our relationship is a personal and individual thing and can be formed and grow in many ways, but it's absolute truth when Jesus says to us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's absolute truth when Jesus says, I am the light of the world. It's absolute truth when we read, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believed in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, God is the truth standard. And this truth standard is our guide. It guides our thoughts, our feelings, our relationships, our behaviors, our actions, or at least it should. So how do we get to God's truth standard? Well, we shared a couple weeks ago, prayer reaps intimacy, which also means that it would reap truth because when we're intimate with God, we learn or realize the truth. We're in a great position when we pray. In addition to this, God has given us this entire book, actually a collection of 66 books where God shares his truth with us page by page by page, the Holy Bible. So check out what the Bible itself says about the importance of God's word, the importance of scripture in our lives. God writes, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work, 2 Timothy. Or in Psalm 119, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Joshua 1.8, keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 4.4, 4, we find Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of... God. And then Hebrews 4.12, New International Version says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. There are lots of other scriptures in addition to these. Bible itself tells us how important it is to read, to study, to pay attention to God's word, to the scriptures, to the Holy Bible. And so the Bible is the greatest selling book all over the world in history. Over 100 million have been printed every year. And that's 25% of those purchased right here in the United States So it is said that it's the most read book. It is said it is the most read book. That may be true, that may not be true. We've purchased a lot of books over the years and we've never opened them. They're on our shelf. And buying it doesn't mean that we read it. And even reading it doesn't mean that we study it. So we believe that it is not just through reading 
but studying the Bible that we reap truth. Study reaps truth. And so studying the Bible is a little different than reading like a short devotional. There's nothing wrong with reading a short devotional, but it's different. Uh, you know, some days the short devotional might be all you have time for, all you can manage. We get that. Maybe reading something like Our Daily Bread or Awaken or some devotional like that. But study is more than just a short read or a quick drink at the fountain. It's taking the devotion, if you're using a devotion, and reading whatever the writer of the devotion had to say, and also reading the scriptures associated with it, and then spending some time with that scripture and digging into that scripture a little bit, and then figuring out how to apply that to your life. It's not just getting through as quickly as possible. Check off your devotional box on your daily to-do list. Starting with a devotional guide, we can turn it into study if we're willing to dig deeper into that scripture portion. On the other hand, we don't necessarily have to use a devotional guide. We can start with the Bible itself and, and carefully read a section of scripture, and then that will become our devotion for that day. And so today we're encouraging everyone to take the next step, jumping into the Bible at a greater and deeper level as we study God's Word. Well, to start with, we all need a Bible. We have lots of them on our shelves, and there's lots of different versions. If you don't have a copy that you like or that is readable... Or understandable. Or understandable. <laughs> um, did you know... Does everybody have a phone? So the Bible app is on your phone. So you always have your Bible with you. You can download you version of the Bible. It's right there. Or you can go back and look on the table. We just have a few examples of our Bibles, our study Bibles, in case you would like to take a look at it and then go buy one. Okay, so let's talk about what study looks like. First, it's setting some time aside, hopefully time that's free from distractions. In some houses, maybe that's before everybody else gets up, or maybe it's after everybody else, or maybe it's at your lunch hour at the office where you can close the door. Or, you know, you'll have to find that, carve that out, because each of us has different time that's free of distraction. And maybe it's 15 minutes, maybe it's 30, maybe you can take an hour. The amount of time you choose will determine how much you can do each day. Maybe your plan is to read through the entire Bible in a year or two. You know, there's some, there's some plans like that. You can find them on the Internet where it will kind of pace you through and tell you what to read when and, you know, like that. Or maybe you want to pick and choose a certain book. Maybe you just always want to read a particular book of the Bible and focus on that maybe a chapter a day. Or maybe you have a devotional like we talked about that you use, and each day there's a... Like here's a devotional we've used, Carrie and I. And each day there's a reading, but then there's usually a scripture associated with that devotion. And the key is not just to rip through the scripture, but to take that and really delve into it, understanding why the devotion writer was dealing with that, but more importantly, what God's trying to speak to you through it, what you can apply to your life. The importance is that you're just not quickly reading the Bible to get through it but you're taking time to think about it, to pray about it, to study it. Your time and study will help you realize God's truth from that scripture reading. So for me, I mix it up. 
depending on my schedule. I'd like to tell you that I have an hour every morning, and I don't. Well, I could, but I don't have my days structured that way. For me, morning is best because once the day takes off, if I think, okay, I'm going to take some time later, it never happens. And so to take time in the morning helps me set that time apart for God. I, when I'm just doing a devotional, when I'm a little short on time, I currently am using this. It's Awaken by Priscilla Shire. But again, I mix it up. You know, last year I did, or two years ago, Jesus Calling. There's all kinds of devotionals that you can use. But then there are other days when I really take time and I make sure that it's a couple days a week where I set aside some more dedicated time. I told you a few months ago that there was a time last year and the year before that I was not dealing with stress in a healthy way. And the day that I realized that I had to go in a new direction and make a complete different change in my life, I knew that I could not do it on my own. There was absolutely no way. And so this was the devotional that I picked up on January 5th, 2018. And I began to pour through this devotional. I would wake up early. I would find the designated page. I would read it. I would look up the scripture associated with it, and then I would take this journal and I would write important phrases, my thoughts on it, and like this journal, it, it's filled up from 2018, and it's how I got through a very tough time in my life. If I hadn't done this in 2018, I'm really not sure I'd be standing up here today. That's how important study and delving in and depending on God can be. And so I reaped truth through study. I reaped the truth that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's Philippians 4.13. I reaped the truth that all things work together for good. Those who love God. That's Romans 8.28. I reaped the truth that was probably the most important truth that I am not condemned by God. Romans 8.1, and either are you. Study reaps truth. So what we're talking about today, that study reaps truth, it might be new for some of you here today. For others, it might just be a reminder of what you're already doing, which is great. Um, in order to reap God's truth, though, we got to read our Bibles and, and, and read them deeply. And so I have a little tool for it to help you with. And your program, pull this out, please. And it is a little warm in here, so shake it so I can have a little breeze, please. Yeah, thank you. I don't see everybody shaking. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We can stop shaking. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is spell grow, because... Grow in truth through study. So we're going to spell grow, and that's going to help us. Give us a little acronym for remembering what to do as we reap truth through the study of the Scriptures. All right, grow. Let's start with G. G stands for greet. Greet God. When you sit down to do your devotion or you do your study, you greet God. Greeting God is prayer. <clears throat> Greeting God equals prayer. 
Prayer is the way to seek God, to ask God to fill you up, to open your heart, to help you see things that maybe you wouldn't normally see or experience. The Holy Spirit helps us when we open up the Bible. And so we're greeting God, we're asking God's presence. Two weeks ago, I think, when we uh, talked about prayer reaps intimacy, we used the acronym, I guess we're into acronyms this month, acronym PRAY. So it might look like this. Uh, P for pray. Praise God. Lord, thank you for being on the throne. You're an awesome, awesome God. R, repent. God, I am really sorry that I neglected to reach out to my friend who is hurting. A is ask. I'm asking you, Lord, to open my heart so the next time I see her, or maybe I should just make time to call, and that would make a big difference for her and for me. Y is yield. Lord, I'm yielding my heart and my soul. Fill me up. Help me understand and see what you're trying to teach me in today's scripture. I pray this in your name. Amen. So it's just asking God in an intimate way to come in to be with you as you're reading the Bible. Yeah. Grow. G-R. R stands for read. Say read. Read. That's very good. Take your time as you're reading. Are there words or phrases that are new to you or different or confusing? Do you need to look that particular phrase up? Sometimes if you really want to read it deeply, you might get something called a concordance. A concordance is a, well, it's called an exhaustive concordance, and the reason is because it's exhaustive just carrying it because it's so big and heavy, because it, like we have one for the NIV, New International Version, every word in that Bible is referenced in the, in that book, and then if it's Hebrew, you can find out what the Hebrew word was. If it comes from the Greek, you can find the Greek. And it tells you what that original meaning. Because sometimes, you know, in English, it misses some of the nuances. It misses some of the flavor of that word that was originally written. And so, you know, as you read, you can go a little deeper. You make sure you understand what those words are, if not all the way to concordance, at least in a dictionary. Um, and you might look at other reference. Maybe you get what they call a, um, um, sure, um, I don't know where you're going right uh, now. Yeah. Um, Berkeley. It's a, um, it's a book that tells you about the Bible. Somebody else has taken a look at it and, 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 and read through it and gives you some insights, uh, you know, like scholarly material, stuff like that. Commentary. It's right there. Yeah, Commentary right is on. And you can get them online even. You can go online with your, your uh, phone or on your computer. Give you background. They give you insight. So it's not just you, but you have some others that are helping guide you. But ultimately, it's God through the Holy Spirit that's going to guide you and help you to understand what this particular verse, this particular section of Scripture means. And if you don't understand it, even after that, don't give up. Don't give up. There are Scriptures we've read through. We don't understand every single word, every phrase, every sentence. You know, perhaps they will be made clear to us sometime in the future. You know, God's ways aren't always our ways. And... <laughs> We don't always fully understand what God has to say to us. Amen? Amen. All right. O of grow stands for observe. Observe. When we're reading Scripture, what words, what verse, what phrase stands out to you? Is there something that feels like God is like divinely highlighting a word or a Scripture? I like that, that divine highlighting. I was reading my Bible. It was a lot of years ago. This was my study Bible uh, back before I was even in ministry. And I had a couple little kids at the time and 
things were out of whack and I opened up my Bible and I was reading and I am not kidding and I would take a bullet for this and I'm serious about this. It was like God divinely highlighted and I went ahead and highlighted it so I could remember that. But this scripture in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God that transcends your heart and mind will, will come. And it was like, oh my gosh. I mean, it was like, whoa! Like, it was amazing. But that's what the Holy Spirit can do. And so it's important to read your Bible. And then this is a tremendous reminder when we're up against it, when I'm like challenged and thinking that I can't take another breath, I remember that God spoke to me through his holy word. So observe what God is trying to teach you. G-R-O-W. Say W. w. And W stands for right. Say right. W-R-I-T-E. Right. Write out your observations and application. Anything else that stands out to you? Take your time to put your thoughts on paper or make a notation in your Bible. Helps you not only have it for the future, but more fully understand it in the present. Help you remember, I find that. But this is also probably the most challenging of the four. I don't know about you, I'm basically lazy. And this takes energy. And if there's anything... Wait, I don't think you're basically lazy. I am when it comes to this. Okay. I, find well, I would agree with that, not, but uh, I don't you know, agree with the if, basic. If, I, if there's anything yeah. that's that short change, it's not writing it. And, it's a, and I'm shortchanging myself and my uh, ability to go deeper in the script by not doing that. I'm going to share that with you that don't, don't do what I do <laughs> because I'm not always the, the most energetic at, at writing it down, but, it's a, but I'm shortchanging when I don't. I'm shortchanging. It gives us foundation for truth for the future and it helps us remember better what we're reading. So, I read a devotion from a guy named Paul David Tripp here the other day. Before you do that, can I share about Esselie? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so Esselie Davis goes to this church. She's just one of my role models. She comes to the second service. And she, her Bible is her life, so I couldn't dare say, can I borrow your Bible, because she cannot release it from her hands. But we went over last night, and I took a picture of her Bible. So the, the psalm, she has stuff dated when God spoke to her, when she heard sermons on certain things. And so those are pages from her Bible that shows her when she opens her Bible, she can see God's action in her life. And so I'm going to encourage you. I mean, if Esalee does it, why don't we do it? She is just um, a powerhouse of strength. So when we were talking about study reaps truth, I thought, man, Esalie's Bible, that's a great example. There good. you go. Very good. Yeah, the baby's filled. Anyway, so I read a devotion this week from this guy, Paul David Tripp, New Morning Mercies. And, 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 and October 24th starts out with this. It says, God meets us where we are. This is the beautiful hope-giving reality of grace. God meets us where we are. That's what happens when we not only read the Bible, but take the time to study the Bible, seeking God's help and understanding, praying to God to reveal himself to us through the scripture, allowing God to whoa, highlight. That's cool because it's not only visual, but it's, it's auditory. Um, the verse that God knows are valuable to us. God knows what we need. 
And if we're open to God, God will direct us and, and help us to understand letting us know how to apply these scriptures to our lives in healthy ways. God knows us, knows our needs, meets us in our need right where we are through his word if we're willing to take the time necessary to pay attention to and hear God speaking to us throughout the Bible study. God meets us where we are. Now there's times in our lives that where we are, it's not a good place. We're struggling. Things just are completely out of whack. Our heart is heavy. Things seem dark. And if we don't know what God's word says, we believe the lies. For instance, you might have this tape in your head that you hear over and over this lie, you are a mistake, you are a mistake, you are a mistake. That is a lie because God's word says you are a handiwork, Ephesians 2.10. You might hear the lie, you are insignificant. Have you ever heard that? You are insignificant. God's word says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139, verse 14. You may hear the lie that you have no worth. You might believe the lie that you have no worth. But God's truth, God's word says that you are chosen by God, holy and blameless, dearly loved, Colossians 3.12. You may hear the lie. You may believe the lie that God has moved away and you feel so distant from God. And the truth is that nothing can separate you from God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And that is Romans 8, 35. When the lies come in, and they do, we've got to know the truth. Because when it's a lie, God is speaking the opposite of love and grace into your life. God loves you so very much. You know, the ultimate expression of how much God loves each of us is that he sent his one and only son, Jesus the Christ, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's truth. That's absolute ultimate truth. And that verse, John 3.16, then goes into 3.17, and 17 tells us God didn't send his son Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That is the truth. You can believe it. So we took a little poetic license and put you beside world because God so loved you. God sent his son into the world for you and to save you through him. The Bible, it's God's love letter to each one of us. It teaches us truth. It's up to us to take the time to open it, to read it, to spend time with it, to understand God's word so that we can pull on God's help and God's direction in our lives. God's doing his part. <laughs> Will we do ours? Will we read the Bible? Will we study the Bible? 
And if we do, I mean, this is harvest month, and we're saying that there is a great harvest because study reaps truth. That's the good news of the Bible. That's the good news of the Word of God. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen? Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.